fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is The Curse of Nineveh. It was written by Mike Mason, Mark Latham, Scott Dorward, and Paul Fricker, and it's available from the Chaosium website. I'm the GM, and this is episode 25. Our recap will be given by Ford as his character, Jane Selkirk. That being said, let's begin. Let's continue our journey into the darkness. Ford. Thank you, Tom. Uh, it's been a while since I've done a journal entry. Personal journal, Jane Selkirk, February 19. Oh, I can't believe it's already New Year. So much has happened. I haven't updated in a while. Things have been very chaotic. I must admit I've been hitting the booze hard again. But with everything crazy, I, I find it justified to take libation. Such a short amount of time I've lost my friend Fadim. Oh, oh Fadim. I've also lost my primary contact with this whole affair. My primary contact with the Wentworth Club, Mr. Theodore Rayburn Price, and that grisly affair at his house that I was a part of. I can't forget about that. His absence is going to make things rather difficult for me. In the tradition of the Wentworth Club, a ceremony and wake for both Vadim and Mr. Price was held. After coming home, from this unfortunate business from Mr. Price's country estate, a new person of interest in this whole blasted coast of Nineveh affair has come to our attention. A Mr. Aloysius Delgato, member of the Wentworth Club, and apparently an alleged expert of ancient Middle Eastern magic. I remember Vadim mentioning him before. He not, did not think highly of Mr. Delgato. Uh, he said he was definitely not a legitimate expert in any way and was very much a poser and a bore. Well, for me, this was confirmed, and the others, at the wake. Mr. Delgato and his entourage were rather a bit more festive for the occasion. This upset a lot of the members of the club, a lot of the guests, and most certainly our particular group, Vadim's family and Mr. Price's family. Uh, Mrs. Finley and Matthews left abruptly uh, rather than engage in ungentlemanly behavior. My gathering is that they wish to keep the passions in check and not cause an immediate and inevitable confrontation. Now, Mr. Hardcourt, on the other hand, took a different tactic and, was actually, and actually initiated a conversation with Mr. Delgado and his friends. Eventually, this led to them calming down their activities in the immediate and in the long run, securing us a meeting with them. I don't think much is going to amount to this meeting. However, getting a better idea of this boorish man would uh, seriously be of assistance. Mrs. Finley and uh, Matthew's absence, however, did prove very fruitful. During their absence, they secured a more direct connection with the Children of Tranquility. A senior member of the ancient organization, a Mr. Ashur Rahman, approached them. 
in the long run, it deals were struck and a tentative line of communication established. Perhaps more than a tentative line since uh, Mr. Finley uh, gave the Children of Tranquility his apartment, apparently. So here I am, dealing with Vadim's family and preparing for a proper and rather large funeral. I'm assisting with the legal disposition of his estate, preparing for the reading of his will and the distribution of his effects. And I am sleuthing around with my fellows at the Wentworth Club, Vadim's friends. Sometimes I feel like I'm very much out of my element with them and with what's going on, especially after the wake. Vadim told me that while his friends are good people, I should keep my eyes on Mrs. Finley and Albright. Mr. Finley, obviously because of the fact that he is a headstrong and unpredictable Yank, and Mr. Albright for seeming to be a little bit more naive and not so in tune with the wakings of the world. I kind of come to disagree with his assessment. The one I'm worried about, the one I'm worried about is Mr. Matthews. It's obvious that he is not a progressive man in this modern age, which that alone is not unexpected, nor something I can't deal with. However, this affair as a whole, and Vadim's death has driven him to serious paranoia. I've seen this before many times. He already struck me as a potential for being a dangerous man to begin with. Now he is definitely dangerous as his paranoia has increased. He suspects many things and many people, including myself, unfortunately. This may be a problem. I must tread carefully. Okay. All right. So let's see. We'll say that you've all come back together at the Wentworth Club. What is your next move? Do you have any idea? You've been given a lot of information about what went on or supposedly what went on in ancient times that's caused the children of tranquility to be what they are, who they are, and why they're trying to recapture the, uh, the objects. I think when we get in possession of anything, we turn it over to them, let them deal with it. It's their job. We just came into this to help a friend that passed and, We've gone insane, been shot at. One of us, another one of our group has been killed. I want to wash my hands with all of this. That being said, I think we have a substantial responsibility to resolve the situation that we found ourselves in. Um, and in so doing, perhaps do something for the memory of those we've lost to death and madness as a as a result of all this. Um, th uh, tomorrow I have uh, an appointment at the British Museum again, which you're welcome to join. Uh, Longman's going to show us the, pro the, um, the current stage of the reproduction of the temple which I think is a dire mistake. 
that the museum was undertaking. And in the evening, uh, uh, an appointment with that um, Delgado fellow, who seems like a bit of a poppycock, but, um, you know, um, Rayburn Price respected him, um, and he might uh, have something of use to tell us. So that's where I stand. I want to see how far the museum's gotten. Um, I'm, I concur with Cyrus that I'm, I'm uh, satisfied to turn the horn over to the brother, brethren, especially if we can get some promise uh, from them in return of assistance in discovering the location of the, the Eye of Lamatsu. I agree. I just told them I needed one thing and the name of the person who killed our friend. I will accompany you to the museum. Now, refresh my memory. Were you going to meet up with that other gentleman, the pompous one? Yeah, in the evening. He's having a little dinner party. I could sit out front in the car if you need me, but I'm not going in. Yeah, I think I might invite uh, Jane, maybe uh, one other of us, maybe someone who didn't make a bad impression last night. Uh, it seems like a very um, smug and self-amused little community he's in. But again, theater thought he knew something, so he might be of use. Well, the bad impression was made by him and his table telling jokes and having fun at a funeral. Felix Fuller, would either of you want to come to either the museum or to... Um, to meet Mr. Delgado in the evening? Yeah, I'll ride with you to, uh, for Delgado. I think he and I have a long conversation we need to have. Well, let me see if I can get a translation out of him first. I know that some of your conversations have ended abruptly. They have a way of doing that. Come to the museum so we could see that temple set up so we know at least we have foresight on what they're doing. That's true. Uh, this uh, Ramman person said something about a blue seal. Do you remember? Uh, is that something that the, that the museum, we think that it has or that it's lacking? Well, none of them, nobody at the museum knew about the eye or the seal. At least we know what it looks like now. So yeah. we have two things to look for and potentially prevent the museum from getting. Meanwhile, poor Longdon thinks that we're very much on his side. And I feel, um, you know, somewhat double-faced about the matter. But, uh, you know, the museum has shown, the museum hasn't been able to hold these things for 10 years and the children of Tranquility hold them for 3,000. So on average, I would say the children have a better track record. And if we believe, I mean, we don't know the full story, but if this is going to bring some great evil onto the earth and we've only seen small evil, uh, the museum can kiss my butt because whoever can protect the world is, is the one we want on our side. If either one can, again, the, my greatest wish would be to scatter these artifacts or destroy them, but that appears to be harder than one would think. 
Well, they said if we try to destroy it, it it's magic. It's not like it will harm it or do what we think it will do by destroying it. But I still think putting it in a 20 by 20 casing of concrete and then shipping it back. No one can read it that way, I assume. Hey, encase it in concrete and drop it in the Marianas Trench. Yeah, I think that might count for, for magical purposes as destruction. I mean, everything we tried with the, the the initial golden statue in terms of getting rid of it um, was ineffective. These things have uh, a seeming will of their own. All right. Andre, go ahead. Seems to me I'd be passing the... Uh problem onto a future generation one way or the other. We might take care of it now, but in the future it may uh, come back to uh, cause more difficulties. All right. So do you want to do anything between now and your visit to the museum tomorrow? Uh, the current disposition of the horn is at the Bank of England in a vault. Correct. I believe under my name. Yes. Uh, Cyrus, when do the children plan to uh, obtain residence in your apartment? I assume if they're not there now by the next day or two. So if we want to hand, if we're in agreement that we wish to hand this over, the, the first thing to do might be to um, make that transfer. Well, uh, if nothing else, their security seems very strong. So we could arrange to meet them in the morning at the bank, etc. I would like to take a copy of the translation of the horn along with me to Delgado's tomorrow and possibly to Longdon's in the afternoon, but it needn't be a complete one. We don't want any more summonings of giant things that can smash through walls and hang people on trees. Correct. But do you want to hold off one day until you speak with him? And then we go to the museum just in case there's any pertinent information we need to connect with them. And then we can pass it off to them. Indeed, we should actually have ample time between the museum and uh, Delgado's to, to make the pass if it's desired. And on top of that, why don't anybody who wishes to speak with them and ask them some, maybe we should go there and talk, see if they're there talk to them so they might give you some information we need to ask Delgado and or at the museum and then arrange dropping off the following day. Um, I'm not disinterested in meeting this Asha Rahman, if anyone else. I mean, you, you and Felix have already met him. Jane, are you um, comfortable being uh, in the presence of a some sort of uh, in pagan Near Eastern cultist? I think I could handle it. I am curious to see who he is and what he's about. So Felix, you wanna, we should head over there, let uh, Reginald and the, the others question him a little bit. I think Reginald might be able to get a little bit more out than we could. He's a little more on the intellectual side than I am. 
can't speak for you, but all that book learning isn't for me. Right. Did we already get him set up in your place? I gave him a couple bucks for food and sundries. Uh, I assume he would be there now. They had really no place else to go, so. All right. So we'll set oh. the meeting up at your place. I don't want the son of a bitch back in my house. Oh, I agree. He's. I gave him the key. There's nothing there for him to steal that I can't just replace, so. I live light. I'm on the move quite a bit. Right. Yeah, we can dump them off. All right. Now, your conversation with uh, Roman, that was just hours ago, right? I thought that was the day before. Sorry. Yeah, I understand that we're reconvening at the end of the service. So it's still the night of. Okay, I thought this was the next day. All right. All right, so let's move on to the next day. Um, say morning of the next day, if you want to do anything. Otherwise, we'll go to uh, you guys going to the British Museum. Okay. I'm bringing along the material. Traveling in my own car. Okay. And who's going to the museum? All right, so everybody. How about you, Fuller? I will go wherever I'm needed, whoever things that I can be of help to them. Right. We'll just say that you all go uh, to the museum together. You might as well. Uh, so you are back at the British Museum. Uh, Longdon meets you uh, uh, probably in his office. Oh, I'm so glad that you've all come. Uh, uh, things are starting to look very interesting. Our uh, uh, Things are coming together in the museum. Uh, I thought... Uh, I'd gather you all together and I could let you take a look at our progress so far, still completely uh, you know, blocked off from the, from the public. Yes, it's very exciting to have a preview. I'm most grateful. Well, you know that the entire temple was shipped piece by piece. Uh, our people have been reconstructing it. Um, why don't you follow me? And he uh, takes you down the stairs and or up the stairs and uh, through the museum, but you're going through the back parts of the museum. Um, you finally get to a door and he says, I think this is probably the best door that we should go through because it actually brings us out slightly outside the temple and you can get the same experience that the people will see. Um, so when you step through the door to your left-hand side, is the sort of wooden construction wall that's put up to, and, and the museum on the other side of it, so that there are people on the other side of the wall. To your right, uh, you're coming in from the side, but there is an arched uh, doorway uh, made out of stone, uh, all covered in uh, cuneiform. Uh, there are uh, bas-relief, uh, creatures on it. Uh, it's very, very interesting looking. Um, and as you, as you approach, Longdon looks up and he says, uh, you can see here over the door uh, is the inscription that, uh, that says, uh, here is the house of he who has called 
wisest of the gods, where he slumbers, his heavenly servants watch over his rest so that the destiny of men can be assured. Reginald, do a uh, cuneiform roll. You are muted. Uh, 49 for 38. Uh, can I um, push that by pulling out the translation I was working on and, and comparing you some single? You can push it or you can spend luck. What will happen if I push it and things go badly? Uh, you'll completely agree with everything that he said. All right. How's my luck? Oh, it's grand. Okay. 11 points. All right. I know that's crooked. You, you immediately realize that there are some mistakes in the way that he's translating that. Uh, it seems like for you, it's more like this. Here is the house of he who was called Nabu, a once wise God who fell far from grace. He is guarded for all time by children so that men may know their own destiny without his tyranny. Apparently, just if the letter goes this way or this way, it changes the entire meaning of what's up there. Uh, I'm going to, you know, of course, uh, flip my notebook open and, and jot that down before we get distracted. Right. Um, it's probably your, uh, because of your, your, uh, current uh, involvement with the children of tranquility, that translation makes way more sense than what he thinks that it says. Right, and of course he is, he doesn't have the context that we have. Right. To know that there are children self-appointed involved. Um, all right, how's the construction look otherwise? Well, it's pretty much complete. Um, you can all do a power roll. Uh, the temple itself is roughly uh, circular uh, in, in shape. Um, uh, as you come inside, there's the stones in it are laid out in such a manner that there is definitely a central location in the room. Uh, the stones form a rough circle in the center um, uh, of a darker stone. Uh, who passed their pal? Nope. Nobody? Ah, nobody passed their pal. All right. Um, it's definitely, I mean, you can imagine, if you will, after everything that you've learned, that that's where the per that's where something's going to happen there in the center. Um, you can see that there are niches around where something would go, maybe statues. Now Longdon explains that they haven't moved any of the artifacts of any kind in, in here. They're actually now all being held in a vault 
downstairs to keep them uh, protected from anything. Uh, he also mentions there still seems to be an odd, a very odd thing. There's a few things that they are purposefully restraining. Um, things continue to move. I, I want to see if there's a spot that looks like a seal can go in place. And um, then I, I want to try and persuade him to the vault, like see if I can get a vault number out of him or well, it's the main vaults downstairs. Oh, right. And the only thing, uh, the the things that are in there now are statuary and and so forth. Things that are not missing. Um, you can certainly he'll certainly take you down there, but uh, all of the pieces that are missing are are not part of that vault at the moment. There are priceless statues. There are. Uh, cuneiform tablets that are uh, part of the great library and stuff that are in there, but nothing, none of the artifacts you're looking for would be in there. Is that vault anywhere near where that um, <clears throat> Greenboro woman disappeared recently? Not particularly. It is a great cellar you have after all, great storage. Um, how often is that vault inspected and by whom? Well, right now it's it's been in and out quite a bit, um, uh, by uh, uh, mostly by himself and uh, and Audrey Leicaster, since they're in charge of the reconstruction and uh, putting together the temple. The artifacts will be up, moved up. There's still some construction going on, but there's not much left. So this is uh, block by block what was shipped over as the temple, more or less complete. Yeah. Uh, and you're mounting it on some sort of scaffold, some sort of behind this facade, there are bolts, plaster and things holding it in place? Well, there are blocks, so it's, it's pretty much constructed by itself. It's holding- More it. or less self-supporting, you're saying? Correct, yeah. Um, and I understand that uh, the expedition uh, involved not merely the Temple of Nabu, but also his library. Is that being reconstructed as well? No, not the library. Were uh, those blocks shipped over, or was the library merely uh, investigated? No, the library was not that interesting. Uh, the, the contents of the library were very interesting, and, and 10,000 cuneiform tablets were... I, I hate to say they were just you know, excavated, but they were, they were basically stolen from that country and brought over here. Yes, they were shipped over en masse and they're still being cataloged, I understand, yes? Right, it'll take years to finish that cataloging. And a lot, a good many of them are just, you know, shopping lists and... Uh, Two cattle for three sheaves of grain. Right. But they're still highly collectible. Public records, yeah. Um, and is there, you know, as, as we're uh, being shown about, is there, are there workmen sawing things or shifting? Is there equipment? Uh, at the moment, there is not. They're usually going to be, they're doing their stuff more in the afternoon and evenings now because uh, the noise is, is a little too much for the museum. Miss mm -hmm. Lycaster must be up for some sort of promotion if she's uh, 
primarily responsible for this reconstruction. Well, since uh, since Mr. Uh, I forget his name now, the guy in the beginning that, that died, since he uh, passed away, uh, she's taken over a lot of his responsibilities. You don't mind me asking how uh, how involved has she been uh, before his passing? Well, she acted more as an assistant to him for for a, a while. Um, uh, she's she's got a good solid education. She knows what she's doing. Uh, she's able to read cuneiform. Uh, she's uh, uh, she's a good candidate for uh, you know taking over the position, possibly you know as a as a, a lead curator at some point in the future a few years from now has she worked with anyone noteworthy beforehand uh perhaps a previous job where she had a promotion to to being uh, his uh, assistant um uh yes of course and and he names a number of people who are mm. really prominent in the field interesting quite a mighty structure here to be sure Is this likely, um, is this thing, uh, is it a facade with things placed in it or is it a structure? Is it gonna be four walls when it's complete? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it more or less right now is four walls. It's, uh, but it's, it's roughly circular in the center uh, with, uh, imagine if you will, like a Byzantine church. So it's circular in the center and then there's little wings that stick out on the sides and you've come in through the front entrance. I see. So the niches that we're looking at where figures belong are not on the facade. They're inside around the central circular. Right. Drawing. I, okay. I just, I, I, okay. Um, but the blocks are probably that thick. So it's, it's an actual structure within, within the museum itself, which is pretty big. So, uh, congratulations on this impressive uh, progress, Patrick. Um, when do you think you'll uh, reveal all this grandeur to the public? Well, we are due to open. Let's see. The grand opening should be in July. Yeah, uh, a formal date hasn't been set, but it should be by July. So you, it's already the substantial, but you're not uh, revealing it for some months. Is that because you need um, marketing and mm -hmm. everything else? Question, uh, Reginald. Is there any Mesopotamian holiday or occult holiday that you're aware of that falls in July? And all ancient cultures had an equinox or a solstice event. July for us, for them, would be... Let me think.
You know, um, outside the game, I'm looking at this. It says here that we should be in February at this point in time. Um, uh, funeral dinner for uh, Brightman was July. Uh, the uh, Belefius Ginger incident with the, sh the Shadow Man, that was October. Um, uh, it says that uh, the uh, Willard Punchin incident with uh, on his skin, that's December. So I'm not, I, I, as a GM, I'm, I'm missing the, the length of time that should be going on. Um, and uh, Theodore Rayburn Price is killed in February. So we're, we're at the end of February. It's so, been a long and lonely winter. Just but, uh, over all of the, <laughs> the mistakes that I've made up until now. So um, if uh, the first death was in July, it might be near his anniversary that the temple is revealed. Um, and there is no obvious, there's no, you know, feast day for Naboo or something else that would be in July that I'm aware of. Not that I'm aware of. Fair enough. What do you suppose the plan, do you think you will, um, if the, uh, you have a couple of missing items. I mean, of course, there's the horn. Um, there's the eye of La Matsu. If, uh, if those artifacts are not recovered by the museum by July, will you have replicas or is there a plan for that? Um, well, in some cases, we don't really know what they look like very well, but probably they'll just leave them out. They'll probably put something else there. Nobody will know one way or the other uh, whether it's correct. Do you Only visiting. Have... Go ahead. All right. Here I go. Do you happen to have a big blue clay disc laying around here somewhere? A big blue clay disc. Um, I mean, it's possible. It could be amongst the collection. Have um, you seen one? So much. I haven't seen one, no. I think we should talk to Audrey. Audrey Leicester. Well, Audrey's downstairs if you wanted to talk to her. Reginald, would you care to go talk to her with us? Mr. Matthews, that's quite enough of your insinuation. <laughs> um, thank you, as always, Patrick. Your uh, friendship and openness are uh, most rewarding. Um, I had a, uh, a facsimile made of the um, translation that good theater and I were working on when uh, his accident occurred. If you'd like to look it over, I, I could leave it, I can hand it to you or leave it with your secretary. Uh, and I expect to bring the horn itself to you uh, very shortly. Wonderful. All right. Yes, then we'll let you get on with things and uh, see if we can bother Miss Lancaster downstairs. Yes, have a good day. Thank you kindly. And when we break away from him and start heading down the stairs, 
I turned to the gents. Uh, we should stage some sort of robbery. That way the museum believes the item is gone back into the black market. Because they're going to be questioning us where it went. Can we yeah, I was... My... my um... My thought was rather the same, that we would say that we took the item out of the museum and were assaulted on the street and the item escaped from our grasp. Yeah, I was going to say conveniently, you could take Miss Leicester out for coffee, tea, dinner, and then swing by Felix's or somebody's and the incident will unfold when you get there. Oh my God, it's taken, yada, yada to make it all that more believable. Why and should you get, it involve Miss Leicester? Wait, what? So she thinks it's gone also. Why would you want to deceive her of all people? She's the one pushing most for the item to be returned to the museum. No, I'm afraid the dear thing is an evil fiend. I must and, be her. Who, her? Audrey? Okay, perfect. Here we go. Here's the real story. You're going to take her out to eat. We're going to go into our apartment to see if the clay statue's there. If the statue's not there and everything is good, you can st still continue to court Miss Leicester with a good conscience. If not, we could take her out for a ride in the channel wagon. We're really just checking her out for you to make sure she's good for you, man. You know, I really increasingly am alarmed by the machinations within our little community. Well, we just don't want you to spend a nice, quiet evening alone with her and wake up dead, if that's even possible. Or in an afterlife with a horn stuck to your forehead for all eternity. Ah, there you are. Thought I'd lost you. Jane, did you wander off somewhere? No, more like you wandered off from me. Uh. I'm sorry. Um, yes. Uh, other than the inscription, nothing seemed odd about the reconstructed temple. As I inspect it for any other peculiarities. Ominous. I mean, knowing what you guys know, it seemed, I mean, you all have, you all have a cult, or I don't know if you all, well, you would all have a cult. It definitely looks like some occult place where occult things would happen, uh, but you failed your uh, uh, your powerful. We did, and nothing about the continued movement of objects suggests any structure or form or anything we recognize. It's just no. poltergeisty activity. Right. Out of curiosity, if um, they've rebuilt this temple, and that's where the source of the problem originates why not just do a sneaky crawl and drop a couple sticks of dynamite on the temple as much as we would all love to destroy the temple the british museum is probably the gem of western civilization at the time at our current time and it would just be deplorable for such actions and that's coming from Cyrus. I tend to agree with our American friend here. He is rather, wow, you surprised me there, Mr. Finley. 
But that's true. If we, anything does happen with the British Museum, that would attract more unwanted attention than I think any of us could uh, deal with. What is the British Museum in comparison to the world? So we'll just, you know, table that and not use that as a very last course of action. I don't mind uh, finding some way of dismantling the thing. Um, there should be another way to do that, I would say, rather than try to employ dynamite. Well, hear me out for a second. Let's say that the eye and the seal are already in the possession of one of the nefarious characters who plan to do the ritual. They do still need the rest, the rest of the temple in perfect order to continue with it. So if we switch something out, make something else disappear, maybe it'll weaken their spell. I, I don't know too much about magic. Well, there's the uh, question also, we've discussed in the past, perhaps trying to interpolate some false artifact for a real one. Perhaps instead of staging the theft of the Horn of Alu, we should arrange for a reproduction to be made that is not the authentic thing. I don't know how difficult, again, that would be to procure. Uh, myself, I'm a moderate craftsman, um, and I could carve some nonsense cuneiform relatively speedily if I had, for example, the evening free. But I don't know if that's more trouble than it's worth. I might know some prop builders in the theater who might be able to help, but it would not be an expedient thing and it would attract too much attention, I'm afraid. Yeah, and the fewer co-conspirators, the better. Yes, quite. So, um, before we find Miss Lycaster downstairs, I'd just like you to know that as uh, as educated and thoughtful as Patrick London is, I believe his translation of the inscription over the archway is incorrect. Uh, and it appears to refer to a Nabu who is no longer considered wise and who is to be guarded by children. Uh, and so our intuition that we might perhaps entrust some of these things to these red turban types might be um, inscribed anciently upon stone. Um, actual children or children of tranquility? The, uh, the word tranquility was not employed as best I could translate, but I think it would be quite a coincidence if that weren't the intention. Correct. And to an elder ancient evil or whatever it is we are all children so i like that that's good i think that's even more pushing me for the for the children at tranquility even mm. though i'm already on there i don't want to say on their side i'm on my side but i'm i'm gonna give them just enough rope for now the children shall lead Take and so how how easy how how is is easy is it to find Miss Lancaster downstairs? Um, fairly. And what's she up to? You're uh, you're going down the hallway, and as you turn a, a corner, you can see that she's leaning over something that she's working on. Um, and uh, do a uh, do a 
stealth roll. An 87 would, won't do it, um, but I'm not the stealthiest anyway. All right. So as, <clears throat> as you enter the room, yeah, you make a noise. And uh, Audrey's reaction to your noise is one of, uh, she, she looks like she jumps about a foot off the ground. And uh, she goes, oh, 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 I, I, I didn't see you there. It's like I stepped terribly sorry. <clears throat> it's a, as you know, it can be a bit dusty in these passages. <clears throat> I'm sorry to have alarmed you. Is uh, is your work going well? Oh yes, but it's. I suppose it's getting uh, creepier and creepier down here. What with uh, the supposed statues moving about and the the strange noises, and uh, it's, it's just got me unnerved. It's like, Caster, you look like a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Are you okay? That's pretty much how I feel. Um, Any more noises or disappearances that you're aware of? Those of you who want to can do a psychology roll on her. I rolled a 19 out of 13. Can I, I'm going to spend some luck because. Okay. Six points. Hard success on psychology. Okay. Those of you who passed, it seems like she's nervous about something. Um, possibly distracted by something that, uh, She was focused entirely on what she was working on, uh, which allowed you to rather badly startle her. Can I take a look, you know, as I'm talking, walk over and just kind of look and see? I might not understand it, but I want to see what she was working on. She's working on a particular bar relief, a small one, um, that's depicting some sort of a, a god. Um, uh, the god has a sort of looks like uh, maybe a half man, half jaguar. See, I can't make heads or tails of this. Reginald, you know how to read this, don't you? This isn't text. This is an uh, image. Uh, does that deity seem familiar? Yeah, you've seen it in different bar reliefs. It's some sort of a demon. Pazuzu isn't cat-like, is it? No, Pazuzu, Pazuzu usually looks like a, a man standing one hand. Yeah, he has wings, yeah. and he is a god of, or demon of the air. What about Lamatsu? I don't Lamatsu know. looks like a lioness, uh, half human, half lioness. Um, and the, this is, uh, the top half is human and the bottom half is jaguar, you said? No, the other way around. So the front of a wild cat. Yeah, with jagged teeth. And it's standing vertically on its human legs? Yes. Does it, is it tailed? 
hands are, yes, it's tails, but it's hands like this. So many strange gods. Uh, Miss Lycaster, a pleasure to see you again. Um, sorry, again, to have alarmed you. Um, was that a Hanbi? I'm not sure I recognize that. Uh, yes. Hanbi? Yes. Yes, is this part of the uh, temple then? Yes, it's, it's part of the temple. It's going to be on the right-hand side uh, of the central chamber uh, as we enter. Uh, the placement of all of these things is, uh, is going, everything's going back. And she, she holds it up and turns it over. And she says, you see, there's a marking on here for uh, its original location in the temple. It's almost as though they thought the temple were going to, or is the marking ancient or contemporary? No, the marking is in like crayon. I see, I see. Uh, this seems like a most eccentric temple, uh, almost. Um... <clears throat> it's very strange and it, uh, I don't know, it, it wears on you when you're in the temple working. Um, I almost want to say the geometry of it is somewhat odd. You're not going to have to go home for a rest like poor Mr. Memes, are you? Well, I'm trying not to work too much, but... You have months and months to go. Well, maybe you should take a rest, go someplace good and cozy. though they've placed on my back. It certainly is enormous. Um, perhaps when you're done with what you're working on right now, I can take you to lunch and we can have uh, a quiet and relaxing hour. Well, that would be very nice, but I'm not sure that... Uh, that I can take a break today, perhaps tomorrow. I understand it's, it can be very difficult to break one's uh, train of con uh, uh, concentration and then uh, recover it. Um, do you know uh, this uh, Delgado fellow, the, the occultist? I've heard of him, Aloysius Delgado. That's the one. Uh, he's uh, intrigued by what Theodore and I were working on and has invited me around to one of his dub dubious soirees tonight. I don't suppose you want to break away for that. Um, no, I won't be able to. But I, I do recall uh, Theodore mentioning him a number of times. Uh, I believe he's another expert in Sumerian uh, uh, magic, if you will. Yes, he's less academic and more a um, practical, experimental sort. Oh, but he might have something rich to say. There certainly are a lot of those sort of people around. What, you know, this is all hard work, and they think that it's all just fun and games. There's yes, well, if you just play with the end results, it's a different matter than building the thing from scratch yourself. Indeed. So, except for the fact that the temple is alarming and the cellar is creepy, you feel well and safe that no one else has gone missing or had a difficulty? Well, nobody else has gone missing, but nobody comes down here alone at night. Mm. And do you yourself feel the vault is quite secure? Oh, yes, where they're keeping the uh, statues and stuff. Um, yes, the only people who are going in there are myself and Longden, and, uh, and one of the other members. 
which I'm just making up off the top of my head. Uh, uh, we're working on cleaning the pieces and getting them prepped. This is one of those. Right, so this Hanbi will go back into the vault when you've finished cleaning it up. Yes. Um, it'll, do it'll you go back tonight before I, I leave. Oh, indeed. Do you think you'll be done with it or will you be working on it again tomorrow? Probably not. I'll still be working on it tomorrow. But we don't do want to call any context that Hanbi and Naboo would have been related to each other in uh, in ancient um, myth? Nothing comes to mind for me. Yes, I, I, I can't really think of anything. It, it's odd because the the uh, the temple, as you say, it's kind of almost eclectic. There's a large number of odd pieces that are in there. I mean, what place does the Horn of Alu or the Eye of Lomatsu, uh, what do they have to do with inside this temple? It makes, part of it makes no sense. Um, they would bring things into the temple of Nabu that were dedicated to Nabu. So why are there things dedicated to other things? It's almost as if somebody were, were putting them there on purpose for some reason, uh, collecting them uh, from different parts of the uh, of Mesopotamia. In order, yes, to I can imagine a small shrine to one deity or another off to the side, but to have this central display of a sort of pantheon. It seems uh, very out of place in, in terms of ancient um, religious thought. Indeed. But that's the way they were found uh, by, by uh, Ramsey Campbell Thomas, Ramsey Thomas Campbell, that guy, Reginald, Reginald Thomas, Reginald Campbell Thomas Thompson. Wow. <laughs> One of R those people. RCT. RCT. Yeah, you know that guy. RCT. That's what we should Little do. RCT. Uh, and I hope he's being a great deal of help while you've been tasked with this oversized responsibility. Well, I think that he's more, you know, he's in the publicity end of it at this point. Uh, yeah. It's fairly clearly marked. Uh, Are his notes uh, very good? Uh, yes, I mean they uh, where where things are placed and so forth. It's all marked on the objects themselves. Um, uh, so you know he's not going to do the hard work. He already did the hard work of digging them out of the ground. He doesn't want to have to hoist them around everywhere. Do you deal with uh, Lord Brightman's notes from the dig as well, or Mr. Punchin's, or is it all really RCT's notation? No, Mr. Punchin was working on. Uh, as we know now, the uh, the scroll, the scrolls, um, which is from what I I can't remember if she knows about them writing themselves all over his skin. Um, in any case, she's referring to them as lost because they they were they were damaged at his home and crumbled to dust. Uh, and um, the, yeah, as you mentioned, the scrolls, those were from uh, the Nabu library, is that correct? They were, they were found in the temple. All of the missing objects seem to have come directly from the temple. Of course, for some crazy collector, they would be the most valuable things. It wouldn't even matter what they were. 
Do you feel at all concerned that uh, in a few months' time, when the exhibit opens, there'll be um, it will be uh, incomplete because of the absence of the Great Seal and the Eye of Lamatsu and things? Well, it uh, I, I I suppose that some of those things might be faked uh, and and ultimately replaced when the real ones show up. The real ones will eventually show up. I mean, they might be in they might be in private collections for years, but eventually. We'll Miss Light. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Miss Lightcaster, have you had the pleasure to travel to the Near East? I have not. You should check it out sometime. It's it's a, a wild adventure. Is is Egypt considered the Near East? It's not, is it? I it's thought Africa. it was. I think, I think Egypt would be at this time. Anything around the Red Sea or the Gulf. Yeah, I guess the Holy Land is, is the, the, well, that's the Middle East. Um, no, I've, I've, I've not traveled in that part of the world. Just a question. Do you want to do a psychology role on her? Yeah, but I don't have great psych. Okay. <laughs> I was hoping. I'm going to go ahead and do a psychology role on her for what she's saying there. Yeah, I was hoping somebody else picked up the cue. Uh, nah, 38 out of 19 or 13. Uh, I made a I made a standard success. She seems to be telling the truth. All right. Well, I'm, I thank you very much for your time. I'm sure we've taken much too much of it up. If I can be at every assistance, of course, to be in touch. Uh, and we'll be visiting again soon, as always. If you are, um, but who, with whom shall I check in to see if you might be available to step out for a lunch break tomorrow? Well, I'll leave. If it's possible, I'll leave word up at the, uh, at the front desk. So you just tell them there, and they'll, they'll tell you Could where you Reginald, weren't you talking about that really good French restaurant that just opened? I I abhor that food, but maybe I, I'm just, and I walk. Yeah, away. yes, the Maison Rouge. It's uh, I haven't actually been myself, but I'm excited to visit. It seems you haven't stopped talking about it for days. Well, it's it's all you know. He uh, the the chef is newly in town, and everyone on the continent is thrilled by his uh, approach. I can't eat that stuff. That's how you get the gout. My friend, that sounds like a, uh, frankly, like a Yankee superstition. Um, but uh, regardless, I, uh, yes, Miss Lancaster, if you're interested in something a little continental, um, that might soothe you from your hours of aching work here on this it, it sounds lovely dismal spot yeah, very good lovely. well let's check in again tomorrow then uh thank you and and uh, do take care and so you leave and she walks you to the door and as you leave you see that she sort of leaves the door largely ajar Maybe so that she doesn't get frightened again when somebody comes walking in. And, uh, and, and, and you are kind of leaving her alone. I mean, there are other people about, but you can see that she's just a little nervous. 
because she really, she feels bad that you're leaving her there, but she's got work to do. So, uh, Reginald, since we're walking away from the door, <clears throat> when uh, you went to pick her up for the for dinner before the the auction, did you pick her up at her house? I must have, logically. She would not have been dressed for that event at the museum. Right. So you know where she lives. Yes, we have an address and phone yeah. number. Fantastic. Just wondering. Just, uh, you know, just wondering. Just. I have to say, you know, I, I know you, you fellows are suspicious, and I felt suspicious too, but she's so charming. You know what else is charming, Reginald? Little baby lions. They're cute. But they grow up, and then they rip your face off with their claws. Then they're not so cute anymore, but the whole time you just think they're still cute because you've been there the whole time. Similar to being blinded by the trees and not able to see the forest. Or maybe it's the other way around. It's been a long night. Regardless, Trust no one. Well, well I have your hand up. <laughs> oh, me? It looks like you had your hand oh, up. Oh, no, no, no. I was just stretching. But I was going to say, Reginald, uh, if she comes out clean at the end of this, you might have a nice happily ever after. If not, don't worry. Just, I'll take care of your business. If she hurts you, I got you, buddy. You never know. She's a cultist. She might try and sacrifice you. Not on my watch, my friend. Not on my watch. It's a pity what the events of the last eight months have done to all of us. Yeah, the last eight months. That's what I can blame for this. <laughs> it's been a long year. It has been. Um, and uh, regarding my uh, knowledge as an archaeologist, that was in fact a bas-relief of Hanbi that she was working on. Mm -hmm. She yes. wasn't trying to snow me or anything. Um, and there is no relationship that I'm aware of between Hanmi and, and um, Hanbi and Naboo normally. No. Now, yeah. It's a crazy mixed up temple, guys. We're away from everybody at this point, correct? Mm -hmm. So we all know that this is some sort of protection to keep whatever creature in. So we might need to find the correlation. I don't even know if we need to find the correlation, but... I, I'm assuming the the different deities are there to suppress this perverted version of um, I'm drawing a blank on the the god's name. Right, uh, they're holding Naboo in place. Naboo, yeah. In which case, we'd want to get the horn in place. Correct. We'd want to get the seal in place. We'd want to get the eye of Blamatsu in place, which means we don't give it to the children. I don't understand how we resolve this matter. I'm still curious as to who um, funded this whole venture of bringing this temple all the way from uh, the Middle East over here. Yeah, but that seems to be a dead end every time we try really? and hmm. it's the not caretakers, the, um, the board of the museum paid yeah, for it. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I would think the museum did. 
Hmm. Ultimately, Campbell is the end result, end responsibility for getting it here. I'm curious to know who uh, convinced him that it was a good idea to do this, because I know they've brought temples here before, and other museums have done something similar, but it's quite an undertaking, don't you think? And yeah, right. a lot of money involved. I think he's being manipulated by the powers that be. Oh, I've thought that for a while, too, after looking into this. He might what know Vadim what... said. Yeah, he might know a bit, but I think he's a bumbling buffoon at the end of the day. I think mm. he's being used to do this unwittingly. And not give away who his paymasters are. Because then the pay, you know, the the money traveling one way only goes, will stop going to him. Indeed. Also, he seems to be enjoying his celebrity quite thoroughly. That might be um, sufficient recompense for him. Uh, why don't both of you do an idea roll? Ooh, 11. <laughs> That's good, because... <laughs> Hot six. Okay. So you both got good rolls. Um, I'm just, I just want to uh, uh, ward, uh, ward off a, uh, a possible tangent that doesn't make any sense. Um, you guys are all familiar with archaeology and stuff like that. So an archaeologist like, like uh, uh, Ramsey Campbell Thompson would have approached the British Museum for asking for basically sponsorship uh, because he had an inkling of where he thought maybe the uh, temple might be. Uh, he then went there and spent that money. And apparently the first time he was there, he found stuff, but he, he actually also found the temple. It's just he found the temple too late to continue the archaeological dig. He then came back. He, it took him 10 years to once again acquire enough funding to go back and get it. But the British Museum is paying for this because they want all of the stuff and he wants all of the fame and that's what they're getting out of it. So he went there, found it, dismantled it and brought it back illegally. And um, he gets all the fame and they get all of the artifacts that put in their museum. Um, so it's not that unusual. Yeah, I'm just wondering if he was somehow led to that specific site to make sure it was found. Or well, He is a very famous archaeologist. He did research for probably 30 years. Okay. Finally, you know, decided that, that. I mean, I'm sure they did digs all over. He's done digs his whole life. Right, right. Well, it's just still strange that he's the only one that never suffered from any of the nightmares and the list goes on. That's ultimately where I was going with it. Maybe it's because it's more like he's a delegator of responsibilities than actually. Right. He very rarely has a shovel in his hand doing the digging himself. All right. All right. But we, I'm just saying that because we could go off on a huge tangent finding the board of directors and all that. There's nothing right. there in the story. <laughs> go off on a tangent. Who asked? <laughs> all right. 
So is there anything we want to do between now and uh, Reginald's dinner party? And Felix, you're going with him? Oh, to Reginald's dinner party. Yeah, actually, my plans have changed just a touch. Okay, okay. I'm going. Jane is not offended. This Aloysius, what's his face, and his coterie of oddball friends. So, um, coterie. <laughs> that word. Um, uh, so I'm uh, Jane. We can go over uh, the translation that uh, Theodore and I were working on, and have a spot of tea before we headed off to Delgado's. Where are you three going? I I surely don't know, <clears throat> Reginald. I've got a couple of errands I need to run. Uh, I'm thinking very seriously about sliding by and just slapping Belvedere for loose morals. So, Cyrus, you're going to assist him in his errands and slapping. Are there going to be two new vehicles when I see you next? Well, I'm out of the loop on this one. I was going to sit outside just in case he insulted you so I could come in and uh, get arrested. But um, I guess maybe I will accompany Felix on some sort of uh, chest. Groceries. Plausible deniability, Reginald. Plausible deniability. Odd phrase. But I do not actually know what I'm about to get myself into tonight. What do you feel like, Fuller? Are you uh, amused by this occultist claptrap? Uh, you know, I don't know. I think I'll just hang out with you guys. You, David. Okay. I uh, don't have the best track record for social graces. Ah, Reginald David Harcourt. I always wondered what the D stood for. There's actually a few other names in there, but yes. As a lad. All right, so uh, Jane Fuller, uh, let's uh, let's see if we can find anything interesting out at the club while we wait and uh, until, I don't know, it's probably 7 or 8 o'clock, this uh, soiree at Delgado's. Sounds good. I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to see if I can find anything about this uh, Hanbi figure in the uh, holdings of the club. Um, all right. I want you to do a uh, luck roll. A nine is an extremely lucky roll. You find uh, you find references uh, to a sort of a guardianship uh, that's associated with this um, deity creature thing, but there doesn't seem to be any real association here with uh, with Naboo or or anything like that. But he is a demon that acts in a protective role as well as a menacing one. Yeah. 
some yes under certain circumstances yes yeah it does begin to seem like maybe they're putting these objects there for protection rather than and for uh, honoring Naboo. Right, they're not there in positions of adoration, but they're in position of controlling. During this time in history, you had all kinds of spiritualist movements, occult groups and stuff like that. Would there, would it be feasible that we might find a Assyrian, Middle Eastern type culture that has a magic group society kind of like ours in town? Is it possible? Maybe. You'd have to, uh, you'd have to, I don't know how you would research that. I think Vadim looked into it a while back and he didn't really find anything, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And you guys are kind of that group. I mean, you're not a religious group, but you are all fascinated on that. Obviously, uh, Theodore had a, a strong uh, interest in uh, Sumerian magic. Uh, apparently, Delgado does, and uh, probably, you know, half the people in the place, including what's his name upstairs, uh, uh, the guy you keep going up to talk to. Um, but then you've also got stuff that you're also interested in Egyptian stuff and ancient Greek stuff and and all of that other stuff. This just seems like another thing in a you're concentrating on Sumerian at this point in time. You guys are. And there are cults, you know, Golden Dawn, there's uh, you know, Golden Bow. There's there's a lot of those cults out there. Where they do things like this. <laughs> OTO, yeah. All right, so shall we move ahead to your dinner party? Um, uh, you get ready for, ready for that, and you're you're off. Uh, Felix and Cyrus, what are you guys up to? You're no longer in the same room with the others. Oh, good. Good. We're just we're just getting our uh, just getting our proverbial ducks in a uh, row in a line. Uh, Cyrus, you want to run? You want to run over to my place first? It's what time? It's, it looks like the sun's down. We're getting that way. Yes. Let's sure. see. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, uh, what specific time is it now? We'll say it is 6 o'clock. All right. Sunsetty at uh, February. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Good deal. You want to, we can actually skip the coveralls if you want. All right. Dark enough. So we're just going to, we're going to ride over towards, uh, towards, Lycaster. Lycaster's house. And see if there's any lights on there. Okay. Um, at, uh, you, it'll say you arrive, let's say at six. Um, there is no vehicle uh, and there are no lights on. 
What do you think, man? Um, is this in the city? Is it an apartment or is it a private house? It looks like it's a flat. Uh, there's probably another uh, apartment above. And it's pretty much pressed up against other houses going down. So, do we think there's rear access or? Probably. There's probably an alley. And yeah, we should have asked Reginald about that. Hmm. I'm not sure if Reginald got to the tradesman's entrance yet. Exit. Um, so let's uh, slip down the alleyway and uh, see how it looks from behind. <laughs> what? Come on. <laughs> I don't mean it that way. <laughs> Sorry, but there's a long stream of double entendre there. If you were paying attention. Um, there is nobody in the alley at the moment. Check the windows. Uh, the windows are closed. Uh, it looks like there. You can see that they're locked. You can see that the latch is latched on the inside because um, it's cold. Obviously, it's February. Probably a little bit of snow on the ground. Can I slide a? I've got a. I've got this card. Is there any way I could take that card and slide it along the thing to pop that latch on the window? Um, I don't think you could do that on the window because it's kind of up and inside. Uh, but such a thing might work on the door. And yeah, definitely do it on the door. All right. Uh, go ahead and do a lock bowl. Seven. On. Uh, 47 on 55. All right. So after jimming for a minute, you hear the, 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 the door sort of pop as the, uh, the latch pulls away and uh, you're able to push open the door. All right. Let's slip in and... Cyrus, you coming in? You're staying out. Um, let's Hurry just... Up. I sl I go in with them, but let's do this quick. Yep. Like five minutes in and out. Uh, it's uh, it's a little chilly inside. Uh, doesn't look like she's had a fire since yesterday, or maybe early this morning. Um, her flat is rather simple. Um, there's basically a, a main area, and there's a small kitchenette, and there is a. Uh, a bedroom and a bathroom. Hit the bedroom real quick. Uh, side dresser, drawer, under the bed. Quick cursor area. Yep, checking everything. Looking for anything that's uh, that would tie her to something shadier than what she's putting on. Okay. Um. Do a spot hidden here in the bedroom. 28 out of 51. I got a 70 on 73. Um, you find uh, a jewelry box that she has. And uh, inside the jewelry box is what looks like a small uh, fancy medallion. Uh, on a, a a chain, 
there's a stone in the center of it that is uh, black, possibly onyx. And there seems to be a symbol of some sort carved into the black onyx stone that might simply be an astrological symbol. Can I roll an occult on it? Sure. Yeah, I'll throw one of those as well. 39 out of four, 39 out of 41. And I got 17 um, out of 55. Well, you recognize that it's, it's, an, it's a zodiac symbol for Leo, the lion. The stone doesn't have a cat's eye in it, does it? No. Okay. I'll take that. I'm just going to put that in my pocket. Okay. Um, I'm going to put that jewelry box back exactly where I found it. Okay. Cyrus, you can do a uh, spot hidden as well. 14. Out of... Yeah, it's... Four points away from extreme. Okay. On uh, a shelf in the living room, there are a number of books. Um, most of them are on ancient history. Uh, it, there are a couple of books that look like they are library books. Um, when you look at them, they are, in fact, they were checked out by her uh, last week, and they are on ancient Samaria. Uh, there is also a copy of, and I, I don't have the reference in front of me, um, the, uh, the famous book on uh, translating uh, cuneiform. Uh, I think Reginald found a copy of that at, uh, at Punchin's house. It's a fairly hefty tome. I'm going to jot down all the titles fairly quickly. Okay. I don't want to disturb the the books okay actually i might are they like on a little shelf if i took one off does it look like everything is going to fall over or uh they are on a little shelf there are little bookends on the ends of them yeah so this one's hefty if that one was the one you were going for it's hefty enough that all of the books will, will lean when uh when you've removed that one Psst, felix what should we leave through these real quick see if there's any notes now, remember that the room is fairly dark because you guys aren't turning on the light. Well, I don't need to read. I want to see if anything falls out. You're just going to shake it? Like, like pull it off and pull it off and shake it? See if yeah, can. yeah, exactly. Yeah. But hold the other books. Yeah, I got that. I'll hold the other books. You pull one out and shake it and see if any of her notes fall off. All right. Um, in fact, when you do that, a couple of leaves of paper fall from the book and they have uh, cuneiform uh, written on them uh, with words next to them. Like I'm, uh, I'm not going to waste time now. I'm going to fold it, put it in my pocket, put the books back, shake the other ones, and then look at Felix. Anything else before we go? I don't uh, want to sit there reading and have her come home. No, yeah, nothing no. else falls out. Nope, we're pretty good. I think that's good. All right, so out the door. Yeah, right before uh, but right before we 
close it for the last time. I flick the card I used to open the door inside and then slam the door shut. I'm sorry, what did you do? Right before we leave for good. Like Cyrus, you went out, right? Yeah. All right. I'm headed out. And right before I close the door, I flick the card I used to open the door inside and then pull it shut. Okay, so you're leaving the card as if it were a calling card? As if it was accidentally dropped. Okay. What was on the card? It was, uh, here's a card that I had found earlier tonight. Okay. You got it. All right. Reginald and Shane and Fuller. Uh, you are all traveling to uh, Aloysius Delgado's house. Um, you go into a very affluent neighborhood and the houses are quite uh, beautiful. Uh, they're quite far apart. Uh, and as you, as your car turns up the drive going towards the house, uh, Delgado has little, I don't remember what they're called, luminaries along the sides of the road with candles lit. And uh, uh, you go up there and there's obviously two or three more cars that are there. And the place is brightly lit. You can see lights on the inside. Uh, as you get out of your cars, you can hear uh, laughing and you can hear music playing and so forth. Looks like it's a party. Uh, perhaps you see a couple of people uh, outside walking about. You can see there's gardens around the back. Uh, he's obviously got money. Right. It's fairly frosty, though, so the doors will be closed. Does he have doorman waiting outside and some sort of fur to open? Uh, yes. Yeah. In fact, they did uh, what? Did he? He didn't give an hour for his soiree, right? So right. I assumed an after dinner kind of thing. So eight or eight thirty, but things are well underway. Uh, and the music is live. What? Uh, what is his taste? No, it sounds like he's got a phonograph. Uh, jazz. So it was a modern. Yes. Sounds like quite the swinging party. I think I recognize some of these people here, to be honest. Clients, I believe. I hate jazz music. Oh, there's nothing wrong with it. Everything in moderation there, Mr. Albright. Seems always a bit anarchic to me, but um, you know, as to each his own. I thought, you know, some people were frightened by the Stravinsky. I thought it was a bit uh, compelling. Um, do we, uh, you know, I, I, I'm going to discuss uh, the ritual uh, that we were translating, that Theodore and I were translating with him. Um, do you want to just mix about and see if anything else is of interest or... Any sort of game plan, or we're just going to try to make a pleasant evening of this fairly um, oafish? I do believe I think I would do best mixing about here and uh, inquiring on, on things along the way. 
All right. So, do you just want to snoop around, or do you want to uh, accompany me, or? I'll go with you. All right. As you as you go inside, there are quite a few people milling about. Uh, there are well dressed men in black tie. Uh, they're drinking champagne. They're smoking cigars. Uh, there are beautiful dark eyed women uh, draping themselves over plush sofas and chaises. Um, uh, there's a small army of servants uh, that ensure that no glass ever runs dry. Um, and that uh, any spills are immediately picked up. The floors are marble uh, with lux luxurious uh, oriental carpets here and there. Um, uh, the, the overall style is Art Deco. Uh, it's, it's, very, it's very beautiful, the place. And uh, as you wander about, uh, very quickly, you notice uh, both uh, Mr. Mortimer who you saw at the auction, and you see Mafalda Violette as well, um, sort of in a cloud of people around Aloysius Delgado, uh, you know, sitting on a, a chair laughing and, and speaking to the people. And, you know, and now the we... One. I'm sorry. Go ahead, please. Fully. I was just going to say is we're from high society and maybe everybody's not into a cult, but I have to assume that the Wentworth Club is a known and respected club. Yes. So how many people do we personally know? I'm talking like friends, um, colleagues that are in the room. I'm not just talking about like the people that we met here or there. I'm talking about people we actually know. Do, uh, do a no roll. A no? Yeah. Um, what is that? Uh, is that intelligence or education? I think it's, well, we'll call it, it's education, I think. Education, okay. Oh, I got it. I got a 40 out of 75. I would say there's at least four people as you're walking around that you have seen at the Wentworth Club. You don't know them personally, and best guess is some of their fields of interest are are quite different than yours. Um, uh, one I might be interested in ghosts. Another might be interested in uh, uh, the Far East, and so forth. But uh, here's actually my concern. Um, hope I can explain this right. Okay. We know these people from the Whitworth Club. Maybe not best buddies, but we know them. We've been in the Whitworth Club for quite some time. I'm sure that what we're doing is well known to the people in that club. I just worry that someone's going to notice us and say, oh, hey, you know, um, aren't, you, aren't you still into this, that, and the other? So I, that's what my concern was, was, that we're going to run into somebody that knows what we've been doing. Well, unless you've been telling people what you've been doing, nobody knows what you've been doing. I don't think that you've been blabbing about what you've been doing. No, we've not been blabbing, but I just assumed, you know, people that come to the club would know what was going on in the club. Well, one of the things that is going on at this party is you do hear people talking about ancient Samaria. They're talking about 
the curse of Nineveh that's going on throughout the city and the strange things that have been going on. Everybody's talking about that. The police were talking about that. Um, yeah, well, with the new um, museum exhibit opening soon, that that's pretty understandable. Yeah. You also hear the, the opinion from some of them that it's probably all just rumors started by the British Museum to build popularity in their, uh, in their upcoming exhibit. And I assume it's a fairly young crowd, given Delgado's... There's quite a mix. There's older people and younger people as well. But I would expect Jane to know more people from the high society arty scene than we would know from the stuffier Wentworth academic style side of things. Yeah, there's, there's there's no particular person that you notice here. And there's no one who's more who's bigger on the occult scene in London right now who's present than Delgado himself. Right. Like he's the Crowley of this little crowd. Correct. Yeah. yeah, it's quite possible that uh, I know a few people here because they're clients, a uh, few men and women that I've done outfits for, but I wouldn't say uh, quite close, but maybe close enough to uh, start small talk. And uh, that's what I'm going to be kind of doing right here is uh, working the crowds, you know, look, listening for things that uh, may catch my attention. All right. Asking, so that's asking things here and there. Um, so Reginald, what are you going to do? I'm going to take a, a canapé and a, a small glass of whatever brandy smells good and approach Delgado. Ah, okay. oh, Reginald, you made it. Excellent. Uh, yes, and if you have a moment, um, I did bring uh, what uh, Theodore and I were working on, and I tapped my jacket pocket. Oh, fascinating. fascinating. Uh, I think we might want to look over it in a place a little less public than this uh, rather grand room. Well, I told you I was going to show you my collection and, uh, and that I shall. Um, if you'll excuse me, he says to some of his friends. Um, he Did Mortar or me, Violette seem to take offense at the interruption? Not really. They're, they're I, laughing and carrying on and drinking. And, and Mortimer is the twit, right? Mortimer is the twit. Yeah. Uh, so he, he takes you casually up the stairs, which are... Uh, may I introduce my friend, Mr. Ar Albright, as well? Ah, oh, yes, Mr. Albright. I believe I saw you at the, uh, at the funeral. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and you, ma'am. Oh, yes. Hello there. Uh, Jane Griffith Selkirk. Pleasure to meet you, sir. Uh, well, you're welcome. Now, how much... Now, you're going up these long, sweeping white marble stairs that are going to his upper, upper floor. Um, now, how much do you actually know about uh, the concepts of Sumerian magic and the things that they were actually capable of? This is the gist of his conversation. Uh, you know, I'm uh, very much more a, a, a historiological sort than an oak cultist in practice. Uh, I have notions of the deities and their relationships and notions of certain forms of worship and sacrifice. But um, yes, nothing of uh, the effectiveness of ritual, if that is the sort of thing to which you refer. Well, it all has to do with sympathetic vibrations. 
everything in the universe around us is controlled by uh, its vibrations, if you will. Uh, some mediums are able to see the auras that surround people, uh, which present themselves in different colors. And they're able to actually read the vibrations uh, from, from various individuals. Objects carry these as well. The Samaritans understood this. They composed their incantations, if you will, based on the sounds uh, that they produced uh, in order to vibrate the, 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 the correct membranes in the universe and cause an effect. They were quite effective at this. I've done some experiments myself. It's, it's quite interesting. Uh, presumably, one would need some notion of the vowel sounds that the ancient vibrations entailed, and yet there is no written demarcation of those. Is that something that you've experimented on and you've found results with? Indeed. Uh, mm -hmm. Finding the right tonality is very important. But even more so is finding certain artifacts and objects that cause these vibrations, that magnify them and enhance them by, there's no telling what one would be able to accomplish. Uh, well, there are things that I very strongly suspect, very strongly indeed. Uh, there are perhaps objects within the British Museum that Oh, if one could acquire them, one who knows what one could accomplish. Anyways, by now you've reached the second story, and he he takes you and he opens up the doors to this little museum that he's created, and there are uh, quite a few cuneiform tablets, uh, a number of statues, uh, which he's willing to explain where he acquired them, and. Um, you know, he leans in and winks a little bit, you know, not always under the most uh, honest means. Uh, one, uh, one can spend money. One sometimes finds these sort of things in the black market. Uh, and it's much better to rescue them than to allow them to be, you know, ultimately destroyed uh, or, uh, or neglected. Um, but throughout the collection, you don't really see anything like that you're missing. Right. Nothing striking stands out. I don't see Naboo's name in cuneiform, importantly. Well, there are some statues of Naboo, but then once mm -hmm. again, he was the most important deity in, of Samaria. Uh, period. Right. It would almost be impossible not to have something like that in your collection. There, there's um, no cat's eye. There's no blue seal. Right. Now, let me be perfectly honest and frank. I realize that it's very sad that uh, Mr. Gamantoff passed away, uh, but I would dearly like to acquire the Horn of Alu. Uh, I sent my associates there to acquire it, and they were outbid by Mr. Gamantoff. Uh, but I myself am willing to offer, oh, 4,000 uh, to acquire it. Which is, I believe, quite a bit, quite a bit more than what what it went for. Yes, quite substantially. Of course, you understand that, as it was his 
rightful property to families to dispose of as they wish. Well, perhaps there would be some way that you could mediate. It is possible that suasion could be involved. Uh, why is that particular object of such fascination for you, Pratel? Because it, uh, uh, it's, it's an actual artifact mentioned in other documentation, uh, in other cuneiform tablets. It's dedicated to the god Alu. It perhaps even contains a demon. I suspect strongly that it is something that contains a great deal of vibration, that it would focus power, that it would allow us to, well, accomplish what we are hoping for. Yes, and when you speak of these great works that are possible given these artifacts, is there uh, an event or action of That's particular? Not it's not an event. It's, it's something that I believe that, that a number of people have accomplished uh, mm. uh, in the past. Something you wish to achieve. Yes. You said that you had uh, a, a translation of the cuneiform that you saw upon the, uh, the horn. Now I see it. Um, uh, we, of course, were in the process of translating it, Theodore and I, when we fell asleep before his ah. injury. Um, and I pull out a series of sheets that have uh, rubbing and translation in two hands. Uh, all of this has been photostatically copied before I brought it here. Um, I'd be very, uh, most specifically curious if you see any uh, errors in the work we were doing, because, you know, quite frankly, Mr. Delgado, I suspect that this translation is what led to Mr. Theodore Abrams Price's untimely death. I think that, if you don't mind me saying though, so, that uh, it's very possible his mistakes were the very thing that led to his death. If that if that's true, I can't say for sure, but let me see what I can see here. Uh, now he looks at it, and it takes him only a, a matter of minutes before he begins to see. I, the high priest, Abin Asht, Abin Asht. Why, that's very interesting. I, Abin Asht, to invoke thee. Let the winged bull of Anu and Antu be bound within the horn. Alu, who is without eyes or mouth, that is the way that he is depicted, who envelops like a garment, who lurks in the shadows, who would stalk the land, troubling the dreams of men and robbing them of sleep. Let Alu be bound within, resting and waiting, a secret guardian to keep safe this evil place. Ah, let no man disturb the prison or the living nightmare that is Alu shall rise up and destroy. Now, this is very interesting that Aben Ashtu is mentioned. Aben Ashtu was a high priest of a very mm. specific order. They're called the Children of Tranquility. Have you ever heard of them? Uh, I believe they're known uh, for a particular sartorial choice. Is that not so? An usually colored headdress. Ah, the red turban. Mm. The red turban signifies blood. What, what, do, what else do you know about them? 
I strongly believe they're responsible for Lord Brightman's passing. They're here. They're here in London? Some faction of them, perhaps. I mean, there has been a great disruption, after all, in the temple. My God. I should so like to meet one of them. Considering their age. Well, it's true. A tradition of such antiquity uh, in its own right suggests a remarkable base of knowledge. And yet, as you know, over time, information becomes garbled and confused and... Reginald Campbell Thompson has dismantled the temple. He's brought the artifacts here to London. And the children are here trying to reacquire them. Of course they are. That's my understanding, yes. As far as I know, the only um, recovery they have managed was from Lord Brightman. Other than that, uh, well, their, their project and their efficacy is uncertain, to say the least. How do I explain this? It it's strongly supports what I have believed for some time concerning the vibrations of such objects. You see, these objects were not dedicated to Naboo. These objects had very little, if anything, to do with Naboo. That was all a ruse. That was something that these children, and they shall forever remain children, see, they do not age. They are forever immortal as long as they have the objects with them. That's actually the reason why I would be very interested in obtaining them. If we had them, my God, we could live forever. That's something you'd wish for. Wish upon yourself. Eternity. Well, I suppose, world. I suppose there's also some philosophical problems with that, but I'd like to live as long as I possibly could, of course. Yes, well, young, and vibrant, and wealthy. So no. you, your understanding of this cult, still extant, is that the artifacts allow them to remain ageless. Yes, they create a vibration, a, a sort of central vibration that keeps them all alive. If is we... there a text from which you uh, determined this? Or tradition? Various things along the way. I'm afraid that uh, that you're only now presenting me with this information, and I, I'd have to go back and research and, and find the places that I've, I've discovered this. But if if these objects are here, if we could obtain them, I've I've revealed somewhat my operation to you. You can see that I'm I'm very much interested. Um, I would very much like to have you and possibly your associates here as part of my organization. If we can obtain these objects, if we can bring them together, I can offer you immortality. I think that I would know how to activate them, how to bring them, how to make them work. And if you have that degree of knowledge, do you have an understanding of why our recitation of part of this text 
caused something to escape and murder Theodore Rayburn Price? We, I know of at least one other instance in which an attempt to recreate a ritual has caused woeful harm to a learned man who was attempting it. Did you sleep in the presence of the Horn of Alu? I did. Alu uses the energy from nightmares to manifest itself. I think that you summoned it. You summoned it not by recitation or saying anything. You did it simply by sleeping in its presence. It's, it's a powerful, powerful thing. If that's true, then we're confirmed. This is a real artifact, a real thing, a real magical device. We, I, I'll pay any amount of money to obtain it. Please, I beg of you. Well, um, is it safe? Where are you keeping it? We hope that it is safe, um, although what safety means under the circumstances is, of course, a complex question. Ms. Selkirk here uh, is closely involved with uh, Mr. Gamontov's estate and can speak better for the family than I, and even she, I think, can only speak imperfectly for the wishes of a grieving household. He was, after all, murdered by someone whose earnest desire to own this horn there's no one might be greater than yours it would have to be the the children of tranquility there's no one else they they want these things with all of their heart and soul it it gives them immortality it's something that we mm. should take away from these heathens remarkably should... enough they might not be alone did you hear about the um I don't know that you read the, the um, less expensive newspapers, but there was a, a raid in Soho recently, a month or two ago, somewhat violent affair. That involved another artifact from the temple and a group of people that we feel certain were not the red turbans or related to them. Isn't that right? I uh, I don't know what to say. Is there any way that you will uh, put me in contact with Mr. Uh, Miss Selkirk? You seem to be have a, a close affiliation with Gamontov family. Yes. Um, it will be some time before um, Mr. Gamontov's effects are cataloged and gone through, not to mention that Mr. Gamontov left a rather extensive will um, there's going to be quite the tie-up with, uh, with uh, various uh, aspects of his estate, including the, uh, the horn. And uh, it will be some time before something can be uh, worked out. Well, I think that you must ensure that such an object as this, beyond all others, is kept safe. Much of Mr. Gamatoff's estate has been put under lock and key until... Uh, such time as his will's read and uh, uh, his uh, possessions dispersed as his uh, wishes and the wishes of his family in some respects. And, and the danger of this object, if it is in fact what we now strongly suspect, 
Uh, it should not be in the proximity of anyone asleep. It is in a safe location. It is. Excellent. Like a bank or something like that. I'm not at liberty to discuss uh, such of matters. Course. Of course. In fact, it, 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 I cannot truly say where things are because uh, they're being handled by somebody else at this time. Well, please, at the soonest opportunity, put me in contact with the family. I as mean, soon I'll as it is, uh, a, as soon as it's possible. I'll offer you a large reward as well. As soon as possible, I'm, I'm must uh, must inform you that uh, uh, Mr. Gamatov's funeral is going to be occurring in a few days, and uh, that is going to be quite a uh, event. And uh, afterwards, as such. Uh, but as soon as I know uh, something, I will let you know, sir. Thank you. No problem, sir. Well, enjoy the party. Do you have any other questions? Uh, I think we shall enjoy the party. It seems like a very lively affair. Um, I am curious about what you make of uh, Campbell Thompson himself. He's mm. an archaeologist. I've met him a few times. It seems remarkable that a man with so little insight should have managed such a great event as he has. Well, I think he's a stealthy fellow. I mm. think that he went there with pre, he probably had pretexts all the way and the, uh, the uh, Iraqi government didn't have a clue what he was really doing. I'm sure of that. I I'm rather surprised that uh, you weren't invited along with given your expertise. I'm not really an archeologist. Mm, but I you know a, quite a bit about cuneiform and uh, the histories. My interests are far more esoteric. I'm, mm. I'm much more interested in the, the content. Um, I have some cuneiform in my collection, but it's not particularly uh, valuable. Full of residences, after all. Yes. Is uh, Madame Violette, is she, uh, is she an esoteric type herself? Mafalda. Mafalda is more of a spiritualist than anything else. She, uh, she fancies ghosts and uh, nonsense like that. But uh, she's lovely. Those are vibrations as well, don't you think? Mm. On some if plane they, or if other. If they exist, then they are very weak by comparison. The vibration of the gods. Right. One mortal. Do you think that uh, if one were to capture the vibration of one of these children in tranquility who've been alive, you think, for thousands of years, yes. would that make a powerful ghost? All of them have. Most likely their leaders have. Mm. Um, and they're fairly, um, they're always recruiting new, new people, but. I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that many of them are. Have you considered joining up and gaining immortality through that route? They wouldn't allow such a thing. It's it's a family. It's a, it's a it's a, a, a generational thing. They pass it on. Mm. They they drop their own people. But if we can ob obtain the objects, then we can certainly. So who's that fucking honking outside my house? It's me oh. and Cyrus. We pulled up. We just wanted to yep. let you guys know we pulled up out front. Yeah. So when you're ready, 
cool. Mustard honky in my front yard. Uh, I mean, if we could obtain them, then we could uh, we could all achieve. Uh, we could all achieve. I, I would like you not to mention them to anyone, please. Oh, of course. I think a confidentiality on both sides is of the utmost importance. I'd certainly like to include you. I certainly would like to see what the next few hundred years have in store. You're a very intelligent man. You seem to know a lot about what you're doing. Well, I'm not too intelligent for flattery. Anyways, uh, I'm, I'm neglecting my, my guests. Uh, please, you know, make yourselves at home. Enjoy yourselves. Thank you for your hospitality. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much, Mr. Delgado. My pleasure. And uh, continue. Uh, is there anything else you want to do at the park? Is there anything else you guys want to do outside? I have one question. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so, I don't know what the chain of ownership is with the book. I mean, um, Vadim bought it, but he bought it with my money, too. You mean the Horn of Alu? Oh, yeah, the Horn of Alu. I do not want somebody getting to their family and their family selling it off. I mean, doesn't anybody else worry about that? They hear money and they go, oh, cash in on it. Assuming that we have this conversation, say, on the stairwell after Delgado is gone, um, it's true, Fuller. Uh, I think that... Uh, the estate owes you a bit for the horn. And I don't care. I don't care about that. I'm just worried that his um, family could sell it off. Mm. No, I wouldn't worry. I've got them tied up. Yeah, specifically. No, I think we'll be deciding what happens to the horn. Yes, indeed. I just keep lying about the family deciding because the family has no idea. No, the family's happens. not going to have an idea if I have any say in it. It was one of. Uh, Bedeen's wishes that uh, certain items uh, would not uh, be known to the family, and he did leave a he did leave a message about the horn being one of them. I am concerned that uh, this jackanape might be right about the children of tranquility also being troublesome. Um, so we might have to reconsider the disposition mm. of the item. But regardless, it won't be going to anyone that we think will use it for immortality or to bring back an ancient demon. Or to some cousin. <laughs> you see, Felix, I read it in a dime novel. You just take the banana and you stick it in the tailpipe of the guy you don't like. And it's going to blow the car up, you say? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that's what it did in the, the novel, but, hmm. you know, we might get a kick out of it. Sweet. So that's what we're doing outside while. Where'd you get the banana? There's got to be a banana, a fruit cart, something in the area. It works with a potato as well. So. Yeah, it's probably more potatoes. Um, all right. Uh, well, we're at 8 o'clock, so uh, we can call it there and uh, come back to this. Uh, you guys are still inside the party. Uh, uh, some of you are outside the party. And that, that is a good spot. Our players included David Gassaway, John Byron, Ford Fitch, Jason Melanchok, 
and Jerry Bryant with myself as the keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing up to five shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to support our show, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and the Call of the Google role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming. Oh.